0: Hi everyone, and welcome to Jola Speaks. Jola Speaks is intended to grow and equip us in our trust work with God. We all go through testings because we all go through seasons. No condemnation in Christ. God just loves us so much. Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of Jola Speaks. I hope you are keeping well, and having a good day so far. And today I want to speak about listening to the right counsel. Surrounding ourselves with the right people and listening to the right counsel. I think this may be very understated in leadership. We probably one of the most powerful things that we need. We we'll have people around us that we can listen to their counsel. We can really open up fully to and listen to their counsel. We're going to be looking at Life of Saul, and we'll be looking at First Samuel twenty-two, six to eighteen. And we'll discuss in our usual fashion afterwards. I pray, Holy Spirit, take absolute control of this time with you. Help me to speak and deliver this message as you have put in my heart. In Jesus' name. Help us through every fear, anxiety, insecurity. Just help me deliver this message, Lord. And give the people the understanding. Help them to be receptive to the word. And help them to listen and hear what peculiar for them in Jesus' name I pray, Lord. So, 1 Samuel 22, 6-18, to already the NIV version. Saul heard that David and his men had been discovered, and Saul was seated, spear in hand. Wonder, he always had a spear in his hand. Like, so many times, however, he just throwing spears, even at the dining table. Like, I'm it instead that there had spears everywhere in the past, maybe spear was one of his most loved and most used instruments of war. Still, like, everywhere. He just had spears and was always showing spears, like, I don't know why. Anyway, let's continue. And now he was in Gibbeth. So he was under the Tamarisk tree of the hill of Gibbeth. With all his officials standing at his side, he said to them, Listen, men of Benjamin, will the son of Jesse give all of you fields and vineyards? Will he make all of you commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds? Is that why you have all conspired against me? No one tells me when my son makes a covenant with the son of Jesse. None of you is concerned about me or tells me that my son is as incited my servant to lie in wait for me as he does today. Just to say here right now, that you see what happened to Saul was thoughts. Saul had a thought that they were against him and that thought led him. You see where it led him to? Surely. That's why it is so important to control our thoughts. We need to control our thoughts. Because the brain is responding to those thoughts, thinking that it's real. When actually, it didn't happen. I continue. But Dog the Edomite who was standing with Saul of Egypt said, I saw the son of Jesse come to Amalek. Mm, he, has, um, he has castled David, son of Ahitob at Lord. Versus Amalek, the kind of the Lord, for him, he also gave him provisions and the son of Golad the Philistine. Then the king sent for the priest Amalek son of Ahitob and all the men of his family who were the priests of Nob. And they all came to the king. Saul said, Listen now, son of Ahitob, Yes, my lord, and he answered. Saul said to him, Why have you conspired against him? Why are the son of Jesse giving him bread and a sword and inquiring of God for him so that he has rebelled against me and lies in wait for me as he does today? Amalek answered the king, who of all your servants is as loyal as David, the king's son-in-law, captain of your household? Was that then the first time I inquired of the Lord for him? Of course not. Let he, not the king accuse your servant or any of his family, father's family for your servant knows nothing about this whole affair. But the king said, You will surely die, Amalek. You and your whole family. The king ordered the guards at his time. to turn and kill the priests of the Lord, because they too have sided with David. They knew he was fleeing, yet they did not tell me. But the king officials were unwilling to raise a hand to strike the priest of the Lord. The king then ordered dog, you turn and strike them down, the priests. So dog, the Edomite, turned and struck them down. That day he killed eighty. Five priests. five men who were the linen of which are priests. He also put to the sword nob the town of the priests with its men, women, children, infants, and its cattle, donkey, and sheep. So he wiped off the whole of Nob. Listen to the right counsel. His leaders is probably one of the most important things. Let's look at Saul. Saul I'll say ninety five percent of people around Saul were literally yes men. His guards, his officials, they, they, they couldn't question him. They couldn't talk to him. It was literally men after Saul's own hearts. What the cell says they should do, they are going to do. It he says don't put the ditch we are in that ditch. If I don't put deep down, Saul says kill people that came the whole town. Those were the people that were around Saul. But then God had put people that were right counsel in Saul somebody did not listen. For example, Samuel. Samuel and then saw whole a number of times before God removed him as king. That what I did is no good. Change your ways. He did not listen. But God used Jonathan. <clears throat> he did not listen. People here, Aminlet told him, this person want to kill. He's your best person. Why do you want to kill him? He was so determined to kill David. And you see that, he had put everybody away that could have given him the right counsel. And so he was only left with those who were yes men, those that were making him feel good with himself, those that were making him think that he's the best thing since last bread, those that all went to do was please all. And with that, what happens? He was already proud before. His pride was still increased because everybody around him was actually worshiping him continuously. And so so it you know what, actually. I'm invincible. I can do anything, you see. I have people that can pull down towns for me, you know. I have these people. Whenever I say go, they go. Come, they come. They don't question my authority. When I say that, that trait that made some push those that told him the truth away is called fear. It's called insecurity. It's called inferiority complex. Where you are scared or one is scared because somebody is challenging the authority or you know questioning things or having different views against them it is from fear the root cause actually fear and we see that by so sort of pushing those who write you know godly counsel away he was just destroying his life because now, he was doing an day. he was killing towns. So he was doing sort of nonsense, right? Because he went to kill David. Guess what happened? He did not kill David. He died. Himself. But, essentially, the right castle that would have drawn him to God. Have him stop focusing on David and focus on God. Ask God for forgiveness. God still had planned for Saul's life. Even though Saul had been denied as king. Saul was still God's son. And so... Saul could have still fulfilled his purpose in however which way it could have happened. But he was so focused on killing David because he felt he wanted to be king and that's the only thing he could have done. And there was no right counsel around him to tell him otherwise. Even when they told him, he did not listen. That thing is born out of fear. That trait is born out of fear. The more reason why Saul should have got around him was because of that fear. That same fear drove people away because he was too proud to listen to the advice. His ego was so, you know, well up that he couldn't listen to the advice that they were giving to him. That same thing cost it. And I say here that if he was able to listen to counsel, at a point he listened to Jonathan for like his feet, a very short period of time, and then he changed back. But then if he was able to listen to counsel, he would have wiped out for no reason because at the end of the day, he was literally killing his brothers. Now, at this point in time, even the people who was officials did not want to raise a hand against their own brothers sisters and also the priests of the land, they, were too, they didn't want to do that because they knew the implication. Yet, he did not listen. He still insisted that somebody must do it. We need to surround ourselves with people that give the right counsel and we listen to. Because if they are there we don't listen to it, there's no difference because we're still eating our colleague. We're still feeling very, you know, invincible, very proud of what it is. And guess what? Pride goes before the fall. Pride goes before you fall. You see those people that are all yes men say, oh, yes, 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 yes. Once you fall, that's it. Oh. They will leave you there. Once they are so scared of actually... Telling you the truth when that time comes, when you are falling, that is it. And so, what's happening is that even though they are dizzying, yes, men to you, making you feel good, making me feel good, in the end, they're just pushing one towards that fall. Who are we surrounding ourselves with? How our are the friends, the tribe? Are they the ones that only make us feel good and never question our views or never have any or other opposing views? Are a yes, men? at the point of my life i was a yes man thank god for jesus but then are they yes men i those people that don't just take, drink to a kool-aid and just take you know whatever it is you know we are there for you but those the people or i wish to join people that genuinely love us so much that they are ready to risk the friendship for the truth so for example you have friends or have friends we talk together we are everything is great etc well when get to the truth They are too scared to even tell us because they don't know how we react or or what to do with our friendship. But there are some that will tell the truth no matter what. Like, know what? I will tell her, they love you so much for you to hear the truth, right? And hopefully for you to listen to the truth, right? Instead of just being yes men. I write here that in many cases, we tend to be more friendly with those that we feel like, you know, aside like in just ATC, they make us feel good. we need to choose friendships based on purpose, not necessarily feel-good moments. Not just interest, but on purpose. Think about it. There are people in your life, God has put in your life, why are they there? We don't really have any, you know, it's like 80 but why are they there? Because when God is choosing your friends for us, eh? he's choosing based on purpose. What is taking us through, what he's leading us through, how we're going to align to his purpose and will for our lives. People will never be yes men, they probably will not because they are there to fulfill purpose, not necessarily make, people, make somebody feel good. I write here friendships is about growth and not necessarily feeling good all the time. Let us build purposeful friendships. I also write here that let us do an audit of our friends, ask ourselves, and maybe we call them friends, maybe we call them tribe, who are around us? Why has God put them in your life? more in my life? What has god put in our lives who are those that you know are going to help us align with purpose who is our real tribe you can see our, our aligning so they will be there with you you can be going to with hard times when they are there with you praying through with you speaking through to you even when you feel like you are overwhelmed they are speaking the word to you these are key people we need in our lives and those that can tell you the truth no matter what they will say the truth to you and me it's so important because i find that like, those people are wow, literally so valuable. Yes, at that point in time, you will not, you will not like it. In many cases, you're like, oh, yes, that's rubbish, that's nonsense. If I, I'm tired, I don't much. But if we sit down and reflect, we see that they are telling the truth. God help us. Because you see, those yes men people, they can lead you straight. Because you will not know. You keep going, and always, I'm right, I'm right, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. good. Till you find out that. Indeed, pride comes before it fall, because you feel like, oh, you are all right and correct for a while, and then next thing is like, you know how a bubble gets burst. Everything just falls out, because one is so engrossed with what you've heard, what you think, right? And because one has not opened up to the right counsel, there are ways that may seemingly really good to us may lead to destruction. But the right cousin is so important. So I'll stop here and say, God help us in friendships. I've gone through a lot with friends. And I remember asking God to help me in my friendships. It's important to ask God to lead you to people. And lead you because he has led me to people as well. And I'm thankful to God that he's done that. When I know where said, Okay, this person is definitely you know one that I need to speak to purposeful and so I'm not just making friends based on how I feel and so I encourage you to do the same to do of ask God to lead you to those people that are, that he has called you has called, you know to be able to fulfill purpose in life so thank you for, for listening to me today, God bless you may God help you and gives you the heart to build the purpose of friendship he has built and he has made ready for you those people that are want you, why Well, let God, you know, reveal to you Thank you for listening to me today. God bless you. We love you. Bye.